everyone, and welcome to episode 437 of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. I'm Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, and we have the full crew here this week, kicking things off with the owner of MTG Goldfish, Richard. How are you this fine Monday, Richard? Good morning, Seth. How are you doing? I am doing pretty well. And we got the, the full Lord of the Rings set, so we got some interesting stuff to talk about, but I'm getting ahead of myself. We also got another co-host in Krim. Good morning, Krim, and welcome back. You've been across the, the world the last few days, right? How was uh, how was Germany? Yeah. Germany was amazing. Y'all have amazing coffee out there. Like, oh my God. Uh, also, <laughs> really? Uh, Is it that good? Yeah. Mm. It's 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 like good. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just the spot I went to, but like I thought it was primo cold brew. <laughs> You can tell a lot about a place by just its cold brew. But <laughs> on top of that, as I told Seth, I'm freshly, I, I, I'm freshly logged off Di- Diablo 4. I haven't gone to bed yet. So let's get this cast going, baby. Oh, well, that sounds like a this good... This is why I don't play Diablo, by the way. <laughs> no, I'm an old man. I know what's going to happen. I'm like, nah. <laughs> I totally try to get Richard to play. He's like, dude, I, I have a kid, dude. I'm like, all right, word. It's too, it's too hardcore for me. Uh, <laughs> so so our overview for today we're gonna kind of wrap up the lord of the rings set now that we have the full thing talk about a few more cards uh the ring tempts you mechanic and also we got some pioneer news there's a bunch of pioneer tournaments going on so we want to talk a bit about that as well before hopefully answering some fish mail this week before we jump into it a couple of reminders first today's show is brought to you by card conduit and card conduit's the easiest way to sell your magic cards and if you're tight of all the hassles that go into buy listing your cards card Conduit lets you skip them with their curated service. You can send in as many cards as you want with a buy list value of a dollar or more and pay just a 5% service fee. And if you want to do a bit of work, you can use their sorted service where you list and sort your cards in advance and pay just a 2% fee. And no matter which one you choose, you're going to get a detailed report with your results in a fast payment once your order is processed. And you can get another 10% off if you head over to cardconduit.com slash mtggoldfish. Card Conduit, they're the easiest way to sell your magic cards. We also have another sponsor this week with Magic at Sea. And Magic at Sea is the ultimate way to play Magic the Gathering. You can join players from around the world for this unique tournament on one of the most immersive cruise ships in the Caribbean. Featuring Commander and Sealed events, you'll have a chance to win prizes from a huge prize pool and make new friends all while enjoying a six-night Caribbean vacation. The ship sails March 17th, 2024, and space is limited. So check out magicatsea.net today to get some more details those thank you to magic is for supporting the show and let's talk some magic and let's start with a uh, with lord of the rings so we got the full set we know the full lord of the rings set first before we get into the cards and the mechanics this was just a commander set right like now that we see the full thing is there like because remember when this started we were like thought it was a modern set there was even some fears it would be like the new modern horizons <laughs> This was just a commander set that they like made legal in modern. Is that is that a fair representation of this set? Look, I want to say yeah, that's a pretty fair representation of it. But I there's a part of me that would just chuckle if like randomly, I don't know, one of the Gandalfs <laughs> popped off in modern or something like that. I'm hoping. But right yeah. now it's feeling it's feeling very much so like Commander Legends like two like 1.5 in between this and Commander Masters. So, although the last time we said that, I guess, like, a bunch of cards, like, popped off in (laughs) 60-card format, so... (laughs) Just looking for true name name nemesis here. There's got to be some card here that they overlooked that was designed for Commander (laughs) that will just randomly pop off in Modern. But you can always creativity into, like, 
Gandalf if you want and see if you can see what happens. When's the single Gandalf after creativity <laughs> into it? Like you can actually reanimate and cheat some of these cards into play. I'm not sure if you can rub like salt in the wounds of your opponent. Lose the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think reanimating any of this stuff's better than like an archon of cruelty, but I do think like there are some modern cards. There's not like no modern cards in the set. The closest thing to true name is probably Orcish Bowmasters, I guess. Like that's the if there's anything that like is a staple, it's probably that. But I don't know. What do you think? So like if wizards is going to make sets like this that are mostly designed for commander. Do you like that it's modern legal? Now that we've gotten this full picture and it's like, I don't know. What do you think? Should they, should they make these sets modern legal? Should they make like commander legends modern legal at this point? Like, should they just be like pulling out all the stops and being like, whatever, throw it into modern? I mean, look, why only have legacy players complain about initiative when you can also have <laughs> yes. modern players complain about initiative, right? So, like... Yeah. I'm kind of here for making the suffering equal for all the people. <laughs> it, it costs nothing. You just yeah. need the expectation that this is not our Horizons set. Like This is legal and modern, but we didn't design it for modern. And I think that's a good thing, right? Because if you designed it for modern, you'd have Horizon 6 if you yeah. wanted more than like two playables. Or you'd have zero playables. Like they'd actually have zero play. Like it's very hard to get a card into modern, right? So you actually need to make a Horizons power level set to get them into modern. So making a commander set is fine. It's just the expectation, right? We were all scared of Gandalf aggro or whatever, right? It's not happening, <laughs> right? It's just coincidentally legal and modern. And if you find a random gem in here that makes it into modern, then good for you. But it is a commander set through and through. Yeah. I, I mean, mean I, better, I think better that. Than like having it be where every time, I mean, I guess like if they're designing with commander in mind, it feels a little bit better, right? Than it and then they would with like a horizon set because I think one of the biggest things that I had or one of the biggest problems I had was modern. You know, we talked about it before. Modern feels like it rotates all the time now. And but, uh, but, but yeah, what if they like, just made it standard the, legal, <laughs> then you can play in standard. You can play like with all the cards. I, or actually, maybe not. Maybe I, still be playing. I, <laughs> I feel like have. five of these cards. I think the only one that would get played in standard would be like that that legendary anthem, and, and like that's like about it, right? I was wondering why they didn't put it in standard, and someone brought up that people would have really freaked out over the prices if it was a standard set. Like so, wizards. Maybe they knew they wanted to sell it for like way more than a normal set and to just like avoid oh, the yeah, freak yeah, out yeah, of $200 yeah. boxes being standard legal and like that kind of stuff. They just felt like they couldn't do that, which actually I could see that being true. That makes some amount of sense to me that like standard, you have the expectation of like $100 boxes, like normally priced boxes. There's never been like a, you know, a supplemental set like this that's like super expensive. So I could see that being the reason, although power level rise, I think it would be perfectly fine. And I wish they would make more sets modern legal. Like, I'm hyped to, like, play some of these cards. I'm not under any illusion they're going to break the format, which is probably good. But there's some decks I want to build with Lord of the Rings cards now. Like, it's new stuff to try out over the summer, at least. Are you a fan of Lord of the Rings now, Seth? I finished finished the third movie this weekend. So I have made it through all three movies. Uh, Give us your review. Give us your review. (laughs) A hero. Is it still as bad as we remember? So so basically, everyone wants the ring. They walk around a lot. Eventually, you know, they get rid of the ring. Why were there, like, ghost people? That's the part that got, like, you go through this whole movie of, like, this big thing, and then all of a sudden the ending is, like, we're going to get ghost people to win the war for us? Like, You mean the raids? 
I don't know what were what were like the dead people he talked to. They're like like yeah, like transparent ghost people that owed an oath or something. You know what I'm talking about? Am I crazy? Are you talking about the Nazgul? No, the good guys. They fought, Whoa, fought with Aragorn. The like the ghost people oh. win the war. <laughs> oh. That, I Shoot. thought that was weird. I don't, like, that was kind of a weird... That, that, that's, where your, that's where your suspension of... Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what lost me. Yeah, the tree, walking trees the, the were owls, fine. The, the orcs trees, were fine. Yeah, walking all around, that. like oh. dragons. Were all cool, that was but fine, the but the people, ghost people. No, no, no. Yeah, too silly for that's me. That's just yeah. not possible. That's just not possible in this world. Yeah, no, your immersion, I understand. I know. It's broken. It's broken, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so Lord of the Rings set. You mentioned initiative, and I wanted to bring up the, the ring temps you mechanic. Specifically because it seems like everyone has written this mechanic off as just like a casual commander thing, a limited thing. But people did the same thing with initiative, and then initiative ended up literally breaking legacy. Is there any chance we're underrating the ring temps you? So uh, just so people know what it is, like there's a bunch of cards that say the ring temps you, and the ring itself has four levels. Uh, and when you have ring temps you, you can make one of your creatures into your ring bear. They get that abilities. First one is the uh, creature is legendary, can't be blocked by creatures with greater power. Second one is when your ring bear attacks, you get to uh, d- draw a card, discard a card. Third one is uh, it, when it becomes blocked, the creatures controller sacrifices it at the end of combat. So if someone blocks it, they got to sack their creature. Last one. If it actually connects for combat damage each opponent loses three life is there any way this is actually a thing in modern like are we are we gonna say similar to initiative that everyone's like the silly commander thing wizards did it for flavor purposes and then it broke a format is the ring like should we be taking this seriously or is it safe to just write off as a commander thing okay so let's just uh, we're talking legacy season dungeoneer right Mm -hmm. that wasn't that the card that broke legacy (laughs) yep I, I, okay, I, I somehow think that the initiative does more than whatever the ring bearer does. I think that's true. And I think part of the thing with initiative is it keeps going. Like the ring tempts you once you get all four, you've kind of maxed it out. Like you can keep moving it to different creatures, but it's not going to keep looping around like initiative or dungeons where you just keep going and going and going forever. Yeah. And and I think that's I think that's why right like it's funny enough if they want this to be in modern I think this has got to be like way more powerful. I think it, it needs to be a combo piece. It's it's not a value card. It's not strong enough. Okay, so and, so and we have creatures. We have creatures in mod. Like the problem with legacy is it's like if you dropped a random six drop standard creature into legacy somehow. Wreck face, like people are people <laughs> are Nick not prepared for this. <laughs> exactly, right? It's the Nick Fit theory, but in modern, we're equipped for creatures. Right? We're equipped for spells as well. So, I, I I don't know, but like if you could somehow combo off with the with the ring bearer, then maybe that's a way to do it. But I don't know about the value ring bearer. So so what about this? So the first level, the easiest one to obtain, you only need to be tempted once. Makes it so the creature can't be blocked by creatures with greater power. Is there any chance we could see... There's a card called Birthday Escape, which is just one blue mana sorcery, draw a card, the ring tempts you. Is there any way we see, like, a like a Dreadhorde Arcanist ring tempts you deck? Where the idea is, like, you're not trying to go through the ring. You're just making it so your Arcanist is, like, unblockable with something like Birthday Escape. And then you're free to, like, try to snowball the Arcanist every turn because your opponent really can't block it. Or if they do, it's with a 1-1 or a X one and it's not going to die anyway. Like... 
is that a pot or like prowess you make your swift spear the ring bearer so it can't really be blocked and swing and then cast a bunch of spells to pump it post the you know blocks like could we see anything like that is there is that or am i just like totally off base and this is like why why even do this (laughs) like yeah would hammer time want a ring bearer it's a little awkward once a hammer is on a creature because that first mode's not going to do a oh. whole lot. But I mean, I guess if you can flash the hammer in after blocks, like attack, make it yeah. unblockable, and then flash it in. Because there are one mana ways to do this. Like, it's not like they right, put a right. really big tax on. There's also like a sorcery speed shock that has the ring tempt you. Like, yeah, so there are. Display ch- Aqueous form, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> but what about the Lord of the Rings? <laughs> I want to well, summon the ghost Aqueous... people to defeat my opponent in modern, Richard. <laughs> the Aqueous stuff, like like the Aqueous form thingy, all, cards like that don't don't come attached to like. A mediocre one drop in white. Okay, you know what? It's yeah. better, right? It's a one yeah. drop that gives you the Aqueous form. So it is technically an upgrade, but I mean, I'm not sure that's the power level push we needed to make Aqueous form viable in a generic deck. Like, it, this is kind of like an equipment, right? Is that the best way to think about the ring? Is like, this is this weird equipment that you level up throughout the game and eventually... And you get to move it around without paying any mana. Instead, you have to have the ring temp you to move it around. Like, is yeah, but it has useless abilities. Like, that is the people, that people is kind do of not try to block in modern. Like maybe <laughs> once in a while, but like normally everything that kills you is evasive, right? So you're not relying on blocking, and you're relying on one of like eighteen top two removal spells to get you through this. And the ring doesn't protect you against any of that, right? Yeah, that is true. And you do, while the cards are not bad that have the ring tempt you, they're also not the best options. Like, you're you're playing yeah, sorcery I, speed I instead of instant they're... speed or whatever. So you're like, <laughs> you're downgrading compared to what is available in modern. So you actually really have to be able to take advantage of it. So I don't, I don't think it's I... initiative, right? Like, it, we're, we're safe. We're safe from the ring tempting us. It's more of like I mean, an against the odds is, deck. Is the yeah. ring tempting you even viable in commander? <laughs> like, where it's supposed to be played? <laughs> I mean, so it is worth mentioning, like, I think the way you got to do it is there's some cards that care about the uh, when you're tempted by the ring. Like, there's, I got to look these up. There's, like, a Gandalf Hello? that whenever the ring tempts you, you get to draw a card if you choose a non-Gandalf creature as your, as your ring bearer. So I think maybe that's the direction to go. Like, yeah. not so much because you're getting value out of the ring itself, but you have other cards that do things. Like, the Nazgul's, when the ring tempts you, you put a counter on all your race, I think, or on all your Nazgul's. Like, stuff like that, I think, is how you have to build around it in Commander. Like, I don't think you play this for value, but if you have a bunch of cards that give you additional value, value kind of like food tokens you know food tokens like sack it for two gain three life is not very good but if you have additional synergies for artifacts entering the battlefield or for stuff being sacrificed in Corval, then they become really strong that's kind of how i'm i'm viewing the ring i think for commander mostly i don't even uh you know what yeah okay actually as i i'm kind of like reading as i'm like trying to quickly skim through the stuff where the ring tempts me is like actually kind of good in commander and it's okay. <laughs> I mean, I will say okay. Frodo's sweet, right? I, you can you can have but, the ring tempt you four times and one shot someone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I think I would rather. No, yeah, I think initiative's just better. Oh, oh yes, 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 yes. I definitely. No, I don't. Like there's this, no argument. I don't think that initiative uh, is better. Outside of outside of flavor, right? Like maybe I'm building a Lord of the Rings deck. Then then sure, the ring can tempt away, right? But I don't think any of this is. It's going to be a flavor win. 
for all the like so i'm speaking strictly as somebody who does not like lord of the rings at all uh i think this is a flavor win this is a flavor first set and i think I, it's it's just that's just the way it is i think there's no reason to copium you know this set is a dud for us that don't care about lord of the rings set it's okay I, I don't even know that it's a flavor win though now that i sort of watch the movies why fast forwarding <laughs> through the parts i didn't like like wait uh, the ghosts when, were really the the biggest that you had a problem yeah, that, with, though? That was like, a deal i thought you were i thought you were trolling okay <laughs> hold on wait a minute but what but, a, what a, what <laughs> Are you a fan of the ghost, Krim? Well, I'm, I'm confused. I mean, well, okay, it's not that I'm a fan of the ghosts. It's just they didn't bother me. It's just like, okay. oh, no, my experience is ruined. If anything, that's one of the cooler parts, I thought. That's because mm. Seth doesn't watch Star Wars. Yeah, that's, that's true. I was I was Where looking for the Ewoks. I didn't find any Ewoks. <laughs> oh, Lord, until you find about Force ghosts? Oh, man. <laughs> but seriously, Seth though, on board until then. <laughs> is is the Ring Temps you even a flavor win, Richard? You know Lord of the Rings pretty yeah. well. Wouldn't, like, after watching the movie, it made me think that something like Monarch would actually be, like, more flavorful. Because everyone's trying to get the ring. Like, uh, they're attacking each other to get the ring. That's, like, kind of goes through all three of those movies, right? Like, wouldn't something like the Monarch, where someone has it, and then, like, someone else tries to get it from them to get the powers, and yeah. it keeps moving around. Wouldn't that be more of a flavor it, win it than what we have like now? to be, like, the most... Dark confidantish card you've ever seen, right? It should give you great yeah. power with great drawback. Yeah, actually, like everyone yeah. should be coming for it. But they coughed out. They're like, oh, we if we put a negative on it, people won't play. Just like people don't play bombs. Like casual players do not. Play I dark I wonder. Cards. I wonder if that's because though, like maybe an IP thing. Like hey, uh, the like Maro like said, no no. Marl said Marl said they took out the negative on it because. People they want people to play, play it or something, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Because I was, like, wondering, like, oh, did, like, all of a sudden, you know, the, the Lord of the Rings world said, oh, you can't say anything that requires you dying or, like, you know, losing life if you use this ring. It's like, you know, like how Nintendo or Pokemon Company has the Pikachu clause, like, yeah. you know? So, like... I, I think the only clause is you can only use the books. So yeah. no movies, no yeah. Amazon, whatever, right? Like no extra things, but like the books are what you have and you can use the books. I will say that, yeah, like I'm not gonna lie to you. The ring does not tempt me at all. If you have the ring, you can get tempted away. I, I will gladly <laughs> forfeit the ring to you. Uh, I do not want what powers that, that may come of it. Uh, let's let's talk about uh, some of the cards from the set. There's not not a huge list. We talked about a lot of them last week, but there's a handful of cards that I'm kind of curious what y'all think of them. So, Richard, why don't you uh, take us through a few a few spoiler cards? Okay, Dawn of a New Age. You can find all these cards at mtgpreviews.com. Uh, but we're gonna start with this white mythic enchantment. It's one in a white. It's enchantment. Uh, Dawn of a New Age enters a battlefield with a hope counter on for each creature you control. At the beginning of your end step, remove a hope counter from Dawn of a New Age. If you do, draw a card. Then if Dawn of a New Age has no hope counters on it, sacrifice it and gain four life. So I, I also want to add in, because this card's a little bit similar. I actually put the wrong name on the list, but it's Horn of the Mark. It's a two-mana legendary artifact. It says, whenever two or more creatures you control attack a player, look at the top five cards of your library. You can reveal a creature card from among them, put it in your hand, put the rest on the bottom. So another two-mana way to generate card advantage for a deck that has a bunch of creatures. Are either of these cards in the conversation for for legacy or modern like 60 card formats like could this be like okay okay you're playing you're playing aggro deck you're playing your you know champion whoa, of the palish into thalia's right. lieutenant and then yeah, you like sure. play this out of the sideboard to like draw some cards against the control deck like 
No, is that just way Dude, too well, first fair? Off, hey, so you just God, you just you just said uh, you just said a control deck that doesn't exist in modern, dude. Like that's like like first off, a that doesn't exist in modern. Second off, no, dude. Like <laughs> no, okay. okay. What, you guys what, what? Rex Unarita in modern? <laughs> there are only two mana. There are only two mana. <laughs> okay. If okay. my opponent goes champion, it's a Thalia. It's a three mana ton of a new. I mean, whoa. I was about to get steamrolled there, but then they decided to go flavor on me. But then they, like a team deck. But then they draw a card, Richard, on their end step, and eventually they gain some uh, life. Uh, I'll concede to the the flavor. I'll concede to flavor. How about that? What like, a, what, if that's the case? What about the artifact one? Like, is that which or, one is better? Or, like, let's say they're both bad for sixty card formats. If you did have uh, to play, Dawn because it pitches to solitude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's <laughs> okay. Wow, okay. that is like a game of percentages right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what a, what about Commander then? Like, you play a lot of creature decks, uh, Richard. Would this be either of these be like a Kithkin card? Like, or are they just not? Yo, not I literally enough? play creatures as much as. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen Krim attack with two creatures on the same combat. Yeah, like, has that ever happened it, before? Gaunti is a creature. <laughs> Read the types. <laughs> I, uh, I look, go, go yeah, you, you go, Richard. I don't think they're as good as people hope they are. They, they like it's two mana, and you want to play it on two, but you have no creatures on two, so it's kind of useless, right? You need to actually play it a little later. Yep, it's better than arena because you get the cycle immediately. But you know, I'm not really happy playing like a turn five for Exit Arena, right? Like at that point, I want some burst card draw, not the slow incremental card draw, and I can't play this early. Like, even on three, you may not have enough creatures to do anything beyond cycle or draw one. So I actually don't think it's that good of a card. Maybe if you're a token deck or something and you can, like, curve out three tokens by turn two or something. I, I don't know. It's just, it's not, it looks like arena, but it's not really arena. The condition is actually pretty substantial for when you uh. can play this on curve. Do you remember, Kim, there's a card in standard that's, like, a two-mana artifact that's a clue token? I, I no one's ever played it, and it like ETBs with a counter for each creature. The whichever player has the most creatures, it's essentially the same investigator's oh, journal or something. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I played that with uh, uh, um, Phyrexia All Will Be One. Yeah, it's it's kind of similar to that, right? Like this is like a slightly upgraded white version, kind of like the way it's worded. And the problem with the investigators journal, like Richard was saying, like Sav. it's a two drop you can't run out on turn two, right? You just don't have enough creatures, yeah. so it's a two yeah. drop that you can't play until like turn four, or turn five. And by that point, like you start to lose value with your your Fraxine arena mode. What about Horn of the Mark though? The way that's worded. Whenever two or more creatures you control attack a player. So in Commander, if you have six creatures and send two and two and two, you're going to get three triggers and be able to go, you know, five cards deep, grab a creature, five cards. Like, what about that in Kithkin, Richard? Is that enough to make you want to put it in your, like, Kithkin deck or bird deck or whatever? Maybe birds, but okay. Kithkin, no. no. If you send two Kithkin at someone, they're just going to die. <laughs> right? So, but you like, can use the untap playing... mechanic and make a and make another Kithkin in response. <laughs> oh, <laughs> maybe place you play Delta. <laughs> like, like, if you play, like, really big, beefy creatures where you can actually send two it and they live. Uh, yeah, but then how, how you... This, they're evasive. This, this is like a go-wide card. There ain't no way you're going you tall You just need two creatures. Card. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, 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 if you want, but if you want maximum value, right, you want six creatures, Yeah. 
Okay, if you have six, six creatures, creatures and are free to attack, like, I think you're beyond the Horn of the Mark stage. Like, you're going to tap out all your creatures, not kill anyone, and draw three creatures and Hell die yeah. on the, the swing back? That like, does that sound like something like I would good do. Time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, let's write those two off. There's, there's another enchantment, though. This might be the most hyped card in the set, Richard. What about Spiteful Banditry? What's that card do? All right, X, red, red. Enchantment at Mythic. When it enters the battlefield, it deals X damage to each creature. When one or more creatures your opponents control die, you create a treasure token. This ability triggers only once each turn. I know you love so Meat Hook red, Massacre, Chris. This meat is the red massacre. Meat Hook, right? This is the red Meat Hook. Is it on or the same power level? Is it? Is it Not on the same <laughs> power level as Meat Hook? No. Not at all. This is nowhere near the same. It's... The similarities is that it's it's a color color pip and X and enchantment. That's the similarities to me. Otherwise, like Meat Hook gets around indestructible, right? True. Which True. is which is attached to everything nowadays. Second off, Meat Hook allows you to get stay in the game while you're losing stuff. You're also like draining the table, right? Their their stuff's dying. You're draining the table. Like it's it's, it's great. This whenever one or more creatures your opponents control die. You create a treasure token. This ability triggers only once each turn. Now, obviously, this card had to be balanced. Uh, but because it's only once each turn, I'm sorry. This this is really bad, right? Like, this is, like, like I think this card is, like, hilariously bad. Really? It, for 60-card yeah. formats or in Commander, too? Like, just Com- bad. Commander. Really? Commander, and then and then in 60-card format, I definitely don't want this. 60-card like, formats? I, I, yes. What about Indomitable Creativity, though? You, like, play this, sweep the board, treasure, turn it into an Archon? Any any I mean, chance okay. of that, like, one okay. specific situation? I actually, I actually like that, but only it depends on the meta, right? Because, like, A, if I have to pop my treasures to make this do, like, two damage, right? Because, like, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, it's, like, how, how much... Because I've got to kill stuff on your turn, right, for me to net the treasure. So, I don't know. Actually, I still don't... Why, why would this be better than, like, let's just say... Brotherhood's end, right? Like I would just. Did you get a treasure? I guess this is five. Uh, this is five mana to do a Brotherhood end, though. Yeah, like, well, treasure. Like, like how are you gonna kill a Murktide with you know? Like oh, you can't yeah. kill. You can't even kill a Tarmogoyf with this. Like that's how bad it is. Heaven like, so forbid, Surge of Salvation takes off or something like that. You just get pants for that one. Good In- lord. In Commander, though, isn't this good? Like even with the once per turn restriction, like. Isn't it just going to make a lot of... We've seen Revel and Riches just, like, sit on the battlefield and creatures trade off, creatures die. Isn't this going to make a lot of treasures if you play it early in the game? Just, like, even if you're not trying to build around it, just from, like, a game of Commander happening and things dying and trading off and whatnot. I think this is just, like, when when you think about it in a power level, like, in a vacuum, I think this is just not enough. It just doesn't do enough. It's once per turn. And it kind of gets... It's, like... If I'm just playing this as a two mana enchantment that sits out there to generate me one treasure each turn, it's like, like smothering tithe almost. <laughs> if, uh, if you, you really know, on every opponent's turn, no, wow, this is out too. <laughs> no, this is not that. Yeah, no, I like. Look, I don't even want to get like I think I think this card is just offensive. Like like in like to even to anyone saying that this is like remotely close to a meatball massacre, this is so far from it. I would this actually is the farthest ooh, thing from it. Really, I would argue it's as good or better than Meat Hook and Commander. 
better? <laughs> yeah. As good? I think it's like, as good better on... than draining. Like, yeah, if you're in a sacrifice deck, Meat Hook is better. But if you're just playing in, in a generic deck, I think I'd rather have one treasure per turn as things die than incidental draining as things die. Look, there, there's a new way. I think there's a way that we've got to start evaluating cards, right? Like, there's, there's a separate way. There's the 60-card evaluation and there's the commander evaluation, right? So, commander evaluation... I think that this is going to draw you more hate than it, it should. People and are it's going to get you killed. Yeah, because okay. you're, you're representing it, and it's not going to do enough to warrant the heat you're going to get. At hmm. least Meatball Massacre, like, the slow drain, you're actually staying alive. Because things are dying, right? And it's refilling your health. So, well, Everyone overlooks the drain. No, Like, if, if you gain a life, lose a life, no one really cares until it, you know, super adds up. If you're gaining treasures, people take notice. And yeah. they will just not trade off all their creatures, right? <laughs> so, like, They're, to me, the, the real thing is you do this, and then someone plays Sacred Tribe Elder. Like, how many self-sacrifices are there versus, like, combat, mm. right? But, like, even a sweeper doesn't help you. If someone sweeps the board, you get one token. Like, that's not cool, right? You actually yeah. need people to engage in, like, bloody combat every turn and not against you. Uh, so you gain <laughs> yeah. and I don't, I don't really see that happening. Like I, I see some value. Like maybe you, you get a tribe elder. Like what, what do people sacrifice? If someone plays a sacrifice deck, probably doesn't help because they'll probably just do it all in one turn and kill. <laughs> to, them, to be them, honest with you, yeah. Like if, if, <laughs> right. Check this um, out. You're, they're gonna have meat hook massacre. You're gonna have this. You're gonna get one treasure, and then you're gonna die. <laughs> like, what what, what, like, what are you the... imagining to trigger all these tokens for you? I mean, like. How many do you have to make for it to be worth it? Like, if you're getting an extra treasure each turn cycle, that's not bad, Let's say you right? get one treasure each turn. Is that each turn cycle? Is that a playable card? If this had say flash, yes. this would be better. That's true oh, that almost every Magic the Gathering you, card, yeah. This would be this would be better. I, I'm i sorry. I just don't think this is good enough. Or, or you like the flash earthquake mode. Like, also, like, who uh, plays yeah. earthquake? Yeah. <laughs> like, right, like... like, like Try sweeping a green player with this, or maybe like it's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> what, what about the what about the battle argument that it adds red pips for Nykthos? Can I at least get that? Like Ooh, two red that. pips. Oh okay. yeah, for sure. Okay. Oh, you're, you're popping okay. on devotion count too, at least, baby. Yeah, okay. yeah that's gonna do that. I'll accept that. I'll accept that. Ooh, Mono red card. devotion in modern. Here it this, is. Ooh, this, this one is, I this really. This one, speaking of modern, I really need Krim's opinion on this in modern. And also Richard's. Uh, Flame of Andor. Richard, what's this one do? One blue and a red. Three mana instant in is it? It's a rare. Choose one. If you control a wizard, as you cast this, you may choose two instead. Target player draws two cards. Destroy target artifact. Uh, it deals five damage to target creature. Is Snapcaster so like, back? Like, Snapcaster is a charts. wizard. You play this, you draw your cards, you snap it back for five mana. That would have been so good in, like, remember Sphinx's Rev Modern in, like, 2015? Mm, that Jeskai control yeah, deck with I, Snapcaster? I, I still play it, would, it, actually, Seth. That's my it deck would, list. Uh, it would be so good in that deck. Like, if, if we were a decade ago, this would be a modern staple. But what about now? Yeah, so as you said, decade ago, card would have been, like, a, an auto-include, like, probably playset. Current year... I'm trying to think, like, what are the most popular wizards played in modern right now? Right? Like, Dark Confidant? Not here. So I can't play Grixis. Swift Spear. It would, it would have to be, like, wait. is it Prowess Shell? Like, wait. Swift Spear, Arcanist. Yeah, actually. Children. Pra <laughs> Prowess is... Children in modern. <laughs> Prowess is a shell that can go in, but, like, isn't that just a strict downgrade? Like, maybe it's, like, okay, if I don't have the Merc Tides and all that. So, like, 
I'll play Is It Prowess? Like, I think this has a shot of maybe making one or two copies if, like, you're a Prowess deck. Um, the Brave Soul. But I don't... You know, I, the problem here is that five damage doesn't go to face. Yeah. yeah. I need that damage to go to face. And five damage doesn't even kill everything you want. Yeah, like, it's (laughs) it's not going to kill the Goa for the Death Shadow or the Primeval Titan. It definitely doesn't do that. Is it it just worse than Prismari Command? That seems like the main competition. Like, is this just bad Prismari Command? Especially when you factor into the, like, the fact that Prismari Command is eluding at instant speed. And we all know in modern, your graveyard is your second hand, right? So I actually think that because I can't discard with this... It actually sucks. And the, yeah. The treasure. The treasure is big. No one plays Prismari Command outside of creativity. It's not not like Murktide is like itching to play that card, right? That card is played specifically to make that treasure. Uh, This one kills an artifact, which is, I guess, something. Draws two cards, which we have a million cards. This is a great commander card. I think this is a sweet (laughs) commander card. It's five damage to... Only half and the creatures in modern. <laughs> what about Krim? You mentioned Commander. We'll talk Commander in a minute. What about Historic? I know in Historic, there is like that tier Is It Wizards deck. I think that one yeah. like back in February, the last big tournament. Yeah. Is this fast enough for that deck? That deck's full of wizards. It wants a lot of spells. Definitely no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? this is not good enough for, for Pioneer? No, no, no. Let's, let's read this here. Again, now, like, you, you want to talk about that deck? That deck is all about spell efficiency right yeah you just like die on turn two or turn three like it's super fast yeah Yeah. like you're you're trying to cast like whatever that symmetry sage and to give something a base three power but you can't be loading your deck up with a bunch of flame of anor and it's not hitting face it can hit a creature as many times as it wants but like essentially it has one mode in that deck and it's draw two cards so and and they have the rebalanced like uh mentor's guidance or whatever that's like two mana scry one draw and if you have a wizard you get to copy it like that's yeah if you're just drawing cards the rebalanced version of mentor's guidance is just better i think right and it's just and like if if you're buffing your dreadhorde arcanist or whatever to three power you're probably casting wizard's lightning and just closing out games as opposed to yeah i don't know blowing up a creature or something (laughs) so what about commander if you look at the other way it's an instant speed divination that's true this <laughs> no. <laughs> when was the last time you're excited for divination in any format, right? I mean, Good like, lord, you're right. Arc Archmage's Charm, but I think Archmage's Charm has the base mode of counter a spell, which makes it yeah. worth it. And, and this doesn't have anything and like Steel Aragavan. Steel Aragavan, DRC, uh, a hammer. Like, there's a lot you can do. Archmage's Charm is cracked. This is more castable, okay. though. The, the problem what with Archmage's Charm is that you cast it. It has to no. artifact. It does something with artifacts. So are, we, are we eternal true? Are there, it's Dak no. are there are there wizards? Like, does Snapcaster see play? I haven't kept up on vintage, vintage recently. Like, if there's, like, if you're only getting one mode, it's not worth it, right? Like, you gotta be. No, yeah. You gotta be getting you, two you modes. You have and then, to be getting two modes. Like, this should be like if, the, if you had a wizard, get all three. Because the, why the, not? The second mode is so conditional that it doesn't work. You, you need to be removing a creature, and you need to care about removing that creature or, or and, an artifact, which and, a lot of decks don't have, right? And there's a lot of stacks pieces in Vintage, like Thalia's, all the actual stacks, like Throne of Amethyst stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not seeing it in Vintage. What about Commander? Is this like if you're playing a Wizard Spellslinger deck? It's going to be good enough, like a Kaza or like one of the. I don't know if I play it in like a Nala or something because it's more like a creature style wizard deck. But if you're playing like a spell slinger wizard deck, 
It makes the cut there at least, right? No, not necessarily. Wow, boy, maybe this sets. I mean, I don't know. You have to see what's in your list, but it's just divination. Yeah, like divination with some upside. I mean, if you're getting two, kill something in divination's not bad. Like if if you're getting both. I thought I thought you didn't like the the black and red sword because when you fire it off, you're just randomly killing artifacts you don't care about. Well, it's crazy. So when you divination and just snipe a random mana rock, are you very happy about this? (laughs) No, but five mana, five damage hits a lot of creatures, right? Like a, a reasonable number. That's not a horrible amount of damage. I mean, sure, yeah. Like in commander, sure, but like that's just again. Why wouldn't I actually just play something better, like Prismari <laughs> Command? Like, right? Like, this is this the only... Actually, you know what? As I think about this more, it's not even a sweet commander card. This is good in a a flavor deck. If you yeah, like it's good, Lord it's of the It's good Rings. in a Gandalf, is it deck? Yeah. <laughs> it is a flavor deck. Uh, I gotta I gotta ask you, Elise, about one more card, which is the the last one on the list. Smeagol. I wanted to mention Smeagol, but I think it's, it's really bad. It's just funny that Smeagol if you run into Belcher, can mill their entire deck, like, in, in one shot, which is is kind of hilarious, although it's not a, a not a very good card. I can't pronounce the last card, Richard. Why don't you pronounce... Why don't you pronounce... Don't you put... You just watched... You just watched the thing. <laughs> you know exactly actually, how to pronounce Actually, I, I learned from Twitch chat that that's actually just vile, and, like, apparently Tolkien's so pretentious, he has to spell it with PH because it's, like, some <laughs> really smart guy way of saying vile. Like, come on. Come on now, Tolkien. Come on, buddy. Uh, wait, 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 wait. But I know you you brushed right past it but i just want to say smeagol helpful guide actually like playable in historic because belcher Whoa. is very prominent Ooh, yeah that's if you run into any deck so Sme- i guess we should read smeagol then if we're going to talk about it a little bit what does smeagol yeah, do richard yeah. all right uh three mana golgari card four two legendary creature halfling horror at the beginning of your end step if a creature died under your control the ring tempts you Whenever the ring tempts you, target opponent reveals from the top of the library until they reveal a land. Put that card onto the battlefield tapped under your control and the rest into their graveyard. So like, uh, Belcher like, doesn't yeah. play lands, so they yeah. get Oops, all spells. <laughs> Which, the good way. <laughs> I, like, I, I will say that it's unlikely that you'll see Belcher. I mean, maybe not as likely you'll see Belcher in Modern. But yep. you will see Belcher in Historic. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and, and I this, mean... A four two that ram or a four two for three that ramps you isn't horrible, right? If you're especially if you're like a sack deck, if you're some sort of like cat oven, like something where you're consistently triggering it. I don't like incidental yeah. milling my opponent, then it starts to look like sort of body and mind to me. But if I'm Which actually milling a house, deck, yeah, I agree. <laughs> isn't this card really good? Is it? Then you just play all of the ring temps you cards, and they're all rampant growths at this point. I right? guess that's Am I true. Really- Am I understanding this? Every yes. time the ring tempts you, you just ramp from your opponent's deck. Yeah, so, so if you can do it multiple times a turn, you can ramp and mill multiple times a turn. Yeah, it is. Is it that insane? Can't we do something I mean, with this? <laughs> I, I'll be very real with you. I am going to build Golgari Mill when this card comes to Moto, if it ever does. I mean, there are there are a lot of ring tempts you cards. There are plenty of them, just like cheap removal spells and so forth. So I guess like... You're thinking well, Commander, probably, Richard? Like, play the, the Good Rings tempts you cards? Any format. I, I feel like turning all your spells into rampant growths, like, it's gotta be good, no? Like, can't I you mean, do something I, with that? Yeah. I think this card doesn't even need the Ring tempts you cards, right? Because it itself triggers the Ring tempting, right? Oh, you do so need you something have, you have to, to self-sacrifice. die. Self-sacrifice. Right, yeah, right, yeah. If you yeah play which is. Which is. You can also ramp. Sure, right? But, but like, you know, in Golgari, that's like the, the, the forte, right? Like, you know what I yeah. mean? So. 
So, like, yeah, like, I think Smeagol Helpful Guide, I, like, look, the internet often asks me, Krim, how many times can you build a mill deck? Let me tell you, there's another <laughs> way right now, so. <laughs> it's it's cheap enough for Coco. Yeah, maybe this card, so was this the best like, card what, we what talked about Smeagol today? What if you I actually think this play is all the, the ring card we cards. How many about? lands can you untap with? <laughs> Wait, no, but Smeagol untap and play what? So on turn four, you play as many Ring Tempsu cards. How many okay. cards is that? You could theoretically Let's... play four. There's there's a bunch four. of there's a bunch of one so, mana Ring Tempsu cards. Yeah. So you can go to effectively like eight mana. Yeah. <laughs> on turn on turn five. So you're like storm. That, that, that's that's primeval titanable. Is that it? Okay, so I mean, so you do have to. Wait, oh, is this the most modern is playable? It, is card? Amulet good now? <laughs> I mean, you do have to fill your deck with like Sam's Dep- uh, Desperate Rescue and Golems, but like you got to play a bunch of cards that are okay, but not super exciting. But maybe I feel this has the most potential of every card we've seen. Ramping yeah, it's is really very sad. <laughs> Uh, and there's the golem you blew too, right that... past the actual best card Seth. <laughs> i didn't expect you guys to be so high i was like haha belcher like get him but i didn't <laughs> i didn't really think through i guess all the all the implications <laughs> okay wait what, what have you played as bad storm like you storm 20 times and they're, they're milled <laughs> yeah <laughs> right because they only have so many lands <laughs> you could you could mill out there and tell your deck that is possible like if you can start copying your ring tempts you like is, is there a ring tempt you loop yo salt high mill <laughs> in modern somehow? can we make like, like it's already a thing right like so <laughs> now we get can we get crabs oh, yo yo Smeagol? yo you play with crabs yeah crabs because the, you because whatever you you tempt you you landfall and you build them some more and you hit oh. some lands oh yeah Oh, that's synergy that's right kinda, there. We yeah. did it. Yo, hold we on. Broke yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Like hold on. We're, we're cooking right now. <laughs> Either A, this is this is like the digging at the bottom of the barrel. You let us know, comments and listeners. Or or we're cooking right now. I, th- I think we're cooking, dude. Maybe both. It might, it might be both. Uh, all right. What what about the last card, Richard? File. Vile. I, I just got to know what you think about this for Commander. Okay, uh, three mana legendary artifact. If you would draw a card while you have no cards, oh, it's this card. When you have no cards in hand, draw two cards instead. If you would gain life while you have five or less life, you gain twice that much life. Tap, add one mana of any color. So I'm like the biggest uh, Celestis fan. I love my three mana mana rocks with upside. The question is, is this actually an upside? I hear people like, we were talking about this during Twitch chat, and people are like, wow, this card's so busted. Like, it does all this stuff. And I was like, isn't it not going to do anything other than mana lift like 95% of time because you're not going to meet those conditions? Like, this I don't know. This like, card is pure garbaggio, dude. Like, what if you're a madness deck? You got to be like a self-discard. Yeah. Like Hazaret. If you're playing like Hazaret or some Hellbent commander. But th- sure. That doesn't help you though, because if you're trying to Hazaret down. <laughs> dude, this is two cards back. This is the <laughs> most like I spent all of this game trying to get Fateful Hour online and then it undoes my Fateful Hour. <laughs> what a, maybe dude, life this swap? Is, this is what's so a, what's bad. that Orzov life swap angel Tomer has played a few times? Like maybe in that deck you like get down to one and then repaint kind or whatever, like eh, eh. Wait, no, why, just why would I lines. do that? Did you really need yeah. to be double when you, <laughs> you just swap <laughs> lines with someone? Yeah. What about Soul this Sisters? Card is so is bad, it good dude. in Soul Sisters? <laughs> so Seth, this... you're the person to answer that. Is this good in Soul no, Sisters? Soul Sisters would has you way play too much this... life. It's got way would too you much. play this? If would you, you get under five life in Soul Sisters, you have done it very wrong. Like that's the whole point <laughs> of the deck is to not be under five life. So well, uh, well okay. So you're saying you wouldn't play this in in modern? No, I don't think so. I don't think I'd even play it. I have a high tolerance is, is for three mana. Commander? 
maybe in those very specific decks, but I have a high tolerance for three mana Valley Rocks, and I don't see this as having enough upside for me to want to play oh, it. Oh, just trust, a generic trust. deck. The listeners know because you try to fight for your life for that terrible three mana, uh, like mind stone it, that was yeah. in black. Mm, mm. Um, I don't even so remember the name of it, but yeah, the point me is me either. But it's good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Vial of Galadriel is like so bad. Like it is so bad. I wait. Okay, before someone like jumps in, actually, it's good in this deck. Okay. <laughs> There's probably three decks this is good in, but in majority of times, this card is bad. This card is bad. <laughs> well, any other any other Lord of the Rings thoughts before we move on and, and talk a bit of Pioneer? Yes. Something that I think that is has been overlooked, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Actually, I don't think it's like good in like Pioneer or Modern <laughs> at all, but the point is, it is a sweet card, I think, in Commander. It's... Uh-huh. I don't know... It's like battles. It's the three mana board wipe that blows up all creatures' power three or greater. And then oh, the like Hobbit board wipe. Yeah, the Hobbit board wipe. Battle of Bywater. One white white sorcery. Destroy all creatures with power three or greater. Then create a food token for each creature you control. Is I think that flavor of that that we have people and then eating them. I missed that part of the movie. Is that the cannibal? The cannibal cannibal fanfic (laughs) (laughs) version of Lord of the Rings. You have oh, I mean, I see. you don't eat them. <laughs> I, I I think that this, this that goes is just in my cool. Hannibal uh, deck. Uh. <laughs> my Hannibal Lecter deck. <laughs> uh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> is the is the card good? Like, I think the card's cool. It is cool. It's it blows it. So the difference here is it's power three or greater, and not like you know toughness four or greater or something like that. Because we have like whatever mm-hmm. the bad one is, right? Retribution uh, of the Meek, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, some, something like that. I think Battle of Bywater is pretty cool, and it kind of just, like, I, I don't know. It, it's a sweet commander card. It I is, think yeah. uh, Sharky Tyrant of the Shire, kind of a cool card as well. Oh. Uh, but overall, I think that Blue kind of got hardcore pooped on this whole set. Blue sucks. <laughs> Every that card that's though. blue in this set, like, is real bad. <laughs> like, oh my <laughs> god, bad. So blue is like the worst that, color. I like. I just wanted to point that out. Like, did y'all notice that? Like, I think blue is like, like. Sorry for my 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 language here, but ass. Like the <laughs> actual worst. I mean, Wait, yeah, you have stern scolding, Krim. Yeah, have, you, like, got you got it. Dude, you are dang, you are trolling game. right now <laughs> with a capital T. If you think that that's even mentionable, like that <laughs> blue in this set is like offensive. Like I even mean, even the land, the Riverdale land, the one, that is the, the worst blue of the, land got that is the worst the, of like, lands, the poop yeah. one on that. And I I'm mean, there's like, a, what the hell? Storm of Suriman's a cool card. Like I think Storm of Suriman, the, the so, enchantment. Like, yeah, like it's not gonna Dude. be played in modern or something. <laughs> but copying your things, that's like super sweet. But yeah, blue probably is the the worst color from the set. Maybe it's yeah. a Lord of the Rings thing. Maybe uh, maybe it just doesn't line up flavor wise. I. I, I feel like Gandalf should be like <laughs> the best. Come on, right? Gandalf for well, sure. He's white, right? okay. Yeah. First of all, yeah, yeah, ends up like, white. <laughs> give me an Azorius Gandalf. Give me literally any variant of a blue Gandalf. Why is Gandalf? I, I and mean, even the flavor even, tells you right there, Krim. When when Gandalf was blue, he was kind of mediocre, and then he came dude, back he, as the white yeah. Gandalf. It was open. And and, and and is is that even true? Like, like like read the white Gandalf to me one more time. Gandalf the white. Gandalf it's the a white. Cool. I yes. guess that is Flash. 
Don't underrate Panharmonicon, Grim. Keep keep those words out of your mouth now. Come on now. <laughs> oh, all right. What uh? What about uh? What about Pioneer? Like Grim, there's a big tournament, and uh, you noticed a a pretty cool deck. It didn't quite make the top eight, but it uh, it did pretty well. What's what's up in Pioneer these days? Dude, I I thought Pioneer was this like solved format kind of thing, you know, right? Like until they ban mono green, but. Which, you know, like, is still, like, in the top tier, top eight of this format, or this whole, like, thing, Rakdos, Sack, Mono Green. But if you go just outside of that, you actually find, holy cow, Storm Herald Combo. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and let me just say here, well, <laughs> who, whoever, like, Mark, I, I, I don't know how to pronounce their last name, so I won't. I will just say that uh, they, they were cooking here because they had to dig deep. There is a enchantment in here called <laughs> Burning Anger. Yes. It is a four and a red enchant creature. It's an aura. Enchanted creature has tap. This creature deals damage equal to its power to target player or creature. Wow. From M15. So you're hoping to just like the, the deck is as you would expect. Seder Wayfinders, things like that. All the self mill uh, until you get classification and then you're Burning Anger. And then you tap and ping. You tap yep. and ping. And then, you, and like, depending on how many Colossifications you get, that determines the damage. But I assume that at least 20 is pretty good, right? 23 <laughs> is pretty good. It should just win you the game. Yeah, the Burning Anger is cute because Classification, which gives a creature a plus 20, plus 20, it also makes you tap the creature to try to get around, like, the one-shot kill aspect. Burning yeah. Anger lets you tap the creature in response, in response to the tap trigger, so you actually can win right away instead of, like, waiting uh, yeah. an extra turn. It's, yeah, the it's next, some... That's, I'm like, surprised, some spice. I'm that's surprised to see it do so well. Yeah, top well, 16? Like, 10... It was, like, I think one one game uh, out of the top eight, so it actually came very close. On top of that, that like day one or something, like the decks that took off that went undefeated were nuts to me. It was just like, what's going on here? It feels <laughs> like I thought somebody was like, this was like Commander or like 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 some some format I just never heard of, but it was Pioneer because day one was like that player, and then like some demi liches running around, and then <laughs> yeah. of course there's Waste Not. Actually, Waste Not. The- the Demolich deck actually wasn't until your tournament a Demolich is it Phoenix deck because uh, good the, lord yeah the number really though this tournament makes Pioneer seem like it's in a decent place like I I know we always talk about Rakdos Mono Green but there's what two Rakdos sacrifices in the top eight otherwise yeah every deck is unique even the top well, sixteen you got like mono Lotus Greenish. Field Mono White. There's only one mono green. There's one mono green in the top eight. Not that that means it's bad or whatever, but there there wasn't like it was flooded. Uh, so it seems like a pretty diverse, a pretty diverse format right now. But yeah, like I mean, like if you if you go to this tournament, right? It was in Athens. You go to 58th place. Uh, you get Mauricio, and they're playing Waste Not. They I think they one of the Waste Not decks yes. started off day one like five and zero, oh. and hmm. I'm just like, what's happening right now? Why is Waste Not here? Like, what's going on? What format is this? And it's, I, I don't know what's going on. That's all I got to say. I'm just saying, this Pioneer tournament has made it seem like, I'm not going to lie to you, that if they just did a little bit of, a little bit of house cleaning on the ban list, dude, we've got a pretty wild and wide open Brewers format. I will say that the new, uh, so, 
<laughs> so like two weeks ago, we had Hagak and Pioneer and Boros Convoke, which I guess right, there, right. there is someone who made top 16 with that. But mostly that deck is like kind of flopped in tournaments so far. And then this week we had uh, Splinter Twin and Pioneer. Yeah, new Thanks. Splinter Twin. And I don't see that anywhere here, right? The like Archfiend of Draws Metamorphic Alteration combo deck. So that was that's heavily because of a a meta call, right? Because everyone was playing whatever the Doomblade from uh, Realm Reborn, the D and D set, which says destroys non demon, non dragon, right? Uh, so right. all you did was you played Archfiend of Dross, and then you would just use uh, what's that card called? Metamorphic Alteration. Mm-hmm. And when and when it enters the battlefield, choose a creature, your opponents. Enchanted creature is a copy of the chosen creature. You'll choose Archfiend of the Dross, and it'll have none of the counters, so you pass, they lose the game. And <laughs> let me tell you, that deck, I've been playing that on Arena and Explorer, and it's been going on a tear because most people just like, oh, I'm going to play Mono Green. I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> and then and then all of a sudden they lose the game. And then I'm like, well, you know, maybe you should interact it a little bit more. <laughs> and uh, like, look, for every time this deck pants Mono Green in Explorer, it also gets like bodied by a control deck real hard. But whatever. <laughs> this deck is so sweet. It, it, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. This this is the this is a fun deck. This it, deck is a fun deck. It's a really cool idea. Yeah, control seems bad because you need your opponent to have a creature. And if they're just going to fairy you to death or whatever, that's that's kind of a tough sell to actually have them have a creature. But yeah, it's really cool to see like new things happening in Pioneer. In just the last few weeks, we've seen two new breakout decks. You mentioned Waste Knot. We're like talking about all the Storm Herald. So it's definitely not a sell format. So uh, I guess if you're looking for something a, a little different to play, Pioneer seems like it's in a in a pretty sweet spot, but. Anyway, I think it might be fish mail time. Richard, do we have any uh, fish mail this week? All right. If you have questions, you can send them to at mtggoldfish with the hashtag mtgfishmail. We'll get to your questions on air. Uh, Dave the Noob, can we please get a supercut of Saffron Olive pronouncing Lord of the Rings card names from set previews? <laughs> Seth. What what have I, the comments yelled? I, to you I intentionally <laughs> so I waited until after spoiler season to watch the movie, so I just kind of made up my own pronunciation for most of these iconic characters. And uh, Lord of the Rings fans were not super super ple- not super pleased, but uh, but yeah, it could be kind of funny, like just me have me say it my way, and then have like a clip of the movie with the the actual pronunciation. <laughs> I might work on that sometime. All right, I mean, uh, Rhinexus. Uh, I'm surprised you guys didn't talk about the College of Familiar combo with Samwise and a Sack Outlet. Just need College of Familiar from the hand to start the chain. That's a combo to watch out for. What is, what is the College so, of Familiar combo here? So a little a little bit focused on doing cool things with Lannis and Academy Manufacturer with Samwise. Samwise, when a creature ETBs, you make a food token. So if you have Samwise, uh, a Sack Outlet like Viserys here in Cauldron Familiar, you play the Familiar Drain for one, make a food token, sack the Familiar to the Sack Outlet in the graveyard, sack the food, get it back. That'll make another food with Sam, drain again. Essentially, with that setup, infinite, infinite can't ETB triggers to drain your opponent out of the game. If it was in Pioneer, I think it would be very, very good. I'm definitely building the deck in Modern. We'll see. We haven't really seen Calvin decks take off in Modern yet, so I don't know. Do you think that three-piece combo is, like, competitive? It's half of an oven, is what we're saying, on a creature, right? Because you you get the food, but you still need a sack outlet now. Yes, it's like half of an oven, but it's repeatable. But it's like the most important half of the oven that's missing. 
Oven, though, can't really go infinite because you have to tap it. So if you have a repeatable oh, sack out oh, you actually okay, go, okay, like, yeah, fully yeah, yeah. infinite, win the game. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that enough? They're all cheap pieces. Can, like, it's a couple of one drops and a two drop. You can cocoa into all of that. You can cocoa into it. it <laughs> Anything is possible if you can cocoa into it. <laughs> Does it oh. add devotion, though? Does it add any devotion? Yeah, not enough pips. <laughs> that sounds extremely underwhelming if I'm cocoaing into that. <laughs> I mean, it does win the game. I think I'm going to build it. I guess. Like, expect to see it I mean, on the YouTube yeah. in the future, because I'm definitely going to build it and try it. Maybe it's an against odds deck. Maybe it's actually good, but it's definitely cool. Wait, was this our Coco combo from last week? No, there's also the Rosy Cotton Scurry Oak That's combo, the one. which is yeah, yeah, two-card yeah. infinite squirrel combo. Yeah. It's it's all these, like, green-based creature combos that can be Cocoable. Which one yeah. is the best one? I'm... So pretty sure still, the this, newest, this, the new, tough. the one we talked about last week, right? Because that one goes infinite with one less of a piece. The right? only problem with that one, like, so the one from last week, two pieces, you make infinite creatures, but you're susceptible to like a sweeper. If your opponent has a wrath, like it undoes all of your work because you got to wait for your squirrels to not be summoning sick. The one from this week, extra piece, but you win right away. There's no like, give my opponent a chance to do anything. I don't know. Three. That's actually kind of an interesting question. Three-piece combo that immediately wins or two-piece combo that wins would suspend one if you dodge a wrath, which is actually more competitive. I guess you could probably play them, jam them all together. Coco finds them all. Jam all the Lord of the Rings oh, combos right. together actually, and see what happens. Why are we even uh, deciding when we can just put it all together? <laughs> uh, yeah. You need four color because... Like, Rakdos are the sacrifice colors, so you can't you black. just really jam Samwise into, like, a random yep. sack deck. Otherwise, you could sack, the, like, everything is two triggers, right? You get the creature and the food, but yeah. I, I still like Smeagol as my dark horse here. Smeagol's going to take off. Smeagol's going to take off, dude. I, I, I'm Dibs on for, for that for Commander Clash, by the way. <laughs> uh, Rod Bolofsky, Lord of the Rings... Is big time flavor, but if Universes Beyond never existed, would this set have just come out with magic lore instead? Um, would that just be like Dominaria uh, or something? They, yeah, I mean, <laughs> just remove if, the if, names. Like, if, if all of magic, magic yeah, if all of magic is just based off of like this kind of fantasy, that'd just be any other magic set, right? I will say, like, if I didn't know what Lord of the Rings was, and I didn't until a week ago, but if I didn't know what Lord of the Rings was. I would believe this was a magic set, right? Like, it, it's not so far... Like, if you see Walking Dead, you're like, okay, something weird is going on as far as this magic set. When I see these cards, it, if I didn't know Lord of the Rings existed, I would believe it was just a magic set. Like, it looks it looks magic-y, right? Do, do you yeah. think you can recognize it as Lord of the Rings if I changed all the names and, like, exchanged the creature types? Well, and get rid of the ring tempts you. If you get rid of references oh, to the I, ring I guess tempts the ring you tempts stuff, you, yeah. <laughs> might, might give it away. But no, yeah, I, I don't think so. They, they could have done, like, what they should have done was make this an entire Sonic the Hedgehog set. <laughs> <laughs> That'd have been sick, dude. That's coming That'd soon. That'd have been that's, sick. Yeah, that's when coming. Sonic 3 comes out. Yo, I'm just <laughs> saying, that. like, it's got, it's, it's got two really good movies, so I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, uh, realistically, I think this set will do well, and that yeah. will open the door for more universes beyond. And look, we, we've run out of the closest things to magic, which are Dungeons and Dragons 
and literally the ancestor, like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so the next one's gonna have to go away from this like kind of fantasy setting, like this orcs, elves stuff. Uh, so I don't know what IP that would be. Maybe I mean, an angels and demons IP. That's the other aspect that isn't really touched upon that we could get into. I don't know an angel and De- Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I don't know. So, <laughs> what, what is so, the twenty twenty three angels and demons IP? So so we know coming up, uh, Doctor Who, which is kind of not yep. very magicy. Final Fantasy. That's like that could be pretty magicy, right? But those are secret ah! layers, right? There's no way it's a full. Well, we, set, is it? we I don't, don't really know. know if it's a full. We know set Doctor yet Who is Fantasy. Commander Dax. Final Fantasy and Assassin's Creed. We know it's coming next year, but we don't actually know what they are. They, they just announced the the next version of Seven Two or whatever in 2024. So my guess is that's a secret layer that's going to correspond exactly with the release date of the new Final Fantasy. Yep, mm. which makes me extremely sad because seven <laughs> is the most overhyped Final Fantasy. Where is the love for ten? Also, are you are you Stop guys? Are you guys canceled, Crib? We all okay, love sorry. seven. Sorry, yeah, okay. <laughs> seven is every, great. Look, I love seven, but we all know ten was the best one. And on top of that, are you are you playing the new one coming out, Richard? Comes no. out at the end of the month. I, I I play mobile games now, Crib. I don't God, have time. Okay. All right, all I don't right. have time to get sweaty. And they're like. Final Fantasy VII will be like 10 discs or something. I'm like, no. <laughs> Make it a two-hour game. I don't have time to sink 60 hours into a JRPG in 2023. Dude, okay? all you do is you sit with, with Baby Richard, a.k.a. we still haven't confirmed. Like, no one's actually ever, like, seen that. Like, they can't disprove it that I could be Richard's son. Seen every son. week on the podcast, yeah. crew. I don't know. I, 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 could my son. Be Richard, I could be Richard's son. No one knows, right? Like, like <laughs> But yeah, uh, you sit there with baby Richard, you just play some some RPG game for like 18 hours. It's bonding and your child gets to see Buster Blades and 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 cool <laughs> things like that. And wears glasses by the time he's 2 yeah. years old. Yeah, yeah, hey. Hey. hey that's, look, greatness at any cost, I guess. Oh, but you know what I realistically said, I think it will be one of your favorite IPs coming up. And it's going to be what? Star Wars. So we, we go we go fantasy, and then after we're done with fantasy, you go space fantasy. That's how we always do it, right? And then what? that would be Star Wars. That would be StarCraft, like one of those things. So I feel Star Wars would be an IP that Wizards would be very happy to latch their hands onto if they could. I, I think that's true. Wasn't there? I'm pretty sure there was a Mark Rosewater question about, like, how do y'all feel about outer space sets or something, like, a little while ago? So maybe... I was thinking they were making a magic one, but maybe, maybe it's Star Wars. Maybe I—I I mean, I want an Ewok commander. I'd be down with that. That's the—that's the thing I know about Star Wars. I, I want to do that the only thing you know about Star Wars. Lord of the Rings. There's ghosts, ghost people. Star Wars. There's Ewoks. That's what else you need to know. <laughs> oh, anyway, Richard, if people want to send in questions for next week, how do they actually go about that? Yep, hit us up on Twitter at MTG Goldfish with the hashtag MTG Fishmail, and we'll get to your questions on air. And I believe that brings us to the end of episode 437 of the MTG Goldfish podcast. So, Richard Cram, thanks for hanging out. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to Card Conduit and Magic at Sea for supporting the show. And we'll be back next week to talk about uh, Command Fest this week. I know, Krim, that's right. Uh, you're going to be in, in down in Florida, and I'm going to be in Baltimore. So, if you happen to be at one of those Command Fests, swing by, say hello. Uh, we'd love to meet you. So, we'll talk about our Command Fest experience and whatever else goes on in the world of Magic. 
Jig. So until then, have a great week, everyone. And this is Koo signing out.